Hello, 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 everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, aka she's not doing all her aka she's tired. She's over it. I'm just playing. Um, aka the Blasian booty bitch. What's up? Um, <laughs> hi guys. Welcome back. This is episode 47. Let's see. Let's try this. All right. Nung song sao si ha hok jet. No wait. Nung song sao si ha hok jet. Jet. Nung six. Nung song sao si. Si sip jet. Si sip jet is 47 in Thai. And then it's, um, what, 47 in Spanish? Ooh. Hi, guys. It's just solo dolo kimbo this week. Um, the reason it's just me is because I have a guest joining us later on. Um, my good friend and very talented an amazing celebrity traveling chef named Charles Webb. He travels. He's so dope, guys. He travels the world and he does these amazing like private events and special dinner platings. Um, and he's starting to also incorporate cannabis into his dinner parties, which is so fucking cute. Um, yeah, no, we met when I was back trying to be on my like Kimbo likes to eat food blogger experience experience. Um, I went into one of his private events he had here in Chicago and it was fantastic. His plates are fucking beautiful and the food is delicious. So he's going to tell us all about his travels and, and including his story about being, um, being out of the country during this whole pandemic. So he was over there in Brazil. So it's really, really, really interesting. Um, so he's going to be on later on. So, but before we do that, you know what time it is. It is time for Sexy Sustainability. Um, as always, the Sexy Sustainability is where we showcase a company, product, lifestyle choice in any way that is contributing to saving the planet and being sustainable. So uh, this week, I wanted to shout out this amazing company that I have been actually buying all their products for already. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I don't think I've talked to them on the show. So I wanted to shout out this company called Clean Cult. So that's clean and then it's cult, C-U-L-T dot com. Um, so this company is really unique. They f- specialize in creating uh, recyclable ways to use hand soaps, uh, dishwashing, um, li- dishwasher liquid, um, things like that. So ba- basically you're, you know, you're, you're cleaning go- goods, laundry detergents, things like that. Um, and they use it, they do it in a way where everything's sustainable. So they have packagings that is all eco-friendly, um, and they're all plant-based and biodegradable formulas. So, um, everything that breaks down in the packaging is good for the environment. And then they also feature their really unique and really cute, um, glass bottles, um, for refilling, um, your hand soaps and dishwashing detergents, all that stuff. So I found out about this company because I went to CVS, shout out to CVS. You know, I stand CVS Walgreens, mm, not for your girl. I'm a CVS girl. Um, and they had this product like in their little like pathway when you're just like shopping, you know, very like, you know, here you go. I'm right here buy me type shit. So I che- I was reading the label and everything. And so basically on their website too, um, they does they do say how their company they started actually in Puerto Rico. So a team of PhD scientists based in Puerto Rico responsible for the company Clean Cult. So they created these formulations of soaps and things like that out of like plant based and biodegradable material. 
Um, and they have this really, really awesome program where if you wanted to uh, recycle your packaging, um, they will also do that for you. So you can actually mail back um, all your empty containers and then they will recycle it for you. So they have this like really great, you know, mission statement about how to be sustainable, but also just like not creating a carbon footprint from their company, which I respect so much. Um, so yeah, so shout out to clean cult. Um, I do recommend like, and that's the thing you'll just buy the, so you're actually just going to be buying the refillable cartons. Like once you buy their like containers and then all you do is just refill like your hand soaps or your, you know, things like that. So it's really easy and you can set up a whole subscription service with them. I'm actually not on their subscription service yet, but I just knew that they, I found out that they did it. So I'm going to actually do that. So, um, because I'd be going to CVS and to buy all their refillable hand soaps. So I need to do that. So I'm going to do that. So yeah, guys, uh, check them out. They're really cute. Again, this this episode's not sponsored by them or anything, but just it's just a segment where I like to shout out companies that are just doing doing good things for the world, doing good things for the planet. So, and the fact that it's from you know, shout out to Puerto Rico, shout out to Ricky's, you know, the producer Ricky's home country or whatever. Uh, we love that. We love to see it. Um, so yeah, that was this week's sexy sustainability. Um, ooh, I did want to kind of sidetrack that into a petty peeve. Bitch. Yeah, guys. So, uh, just a little funny thing. Um, I was like, kind of like going through my mom's house and like going upstairs in her bathroom. And then I realized that this bitch still had a toothbrush holder from when I was a child. So like literally this toothbrush holder, I remember growing up as a kid, like literally like the dawn of time and she still had it in the bathroom upstairs. And when I tell you, I mean, mind you, listen, it was like, shout out to that fucking toothbrush holder for making it like what 30 years or something like that. Like the fact that it's still like, you know, whatever built foot built Ford tough, I guess what the fuck. But like literally I was like, no more, no mas. I'm throwing this shit away and I'm buying them a new one for the room, for the um, bathroom because this is ridiculous. So I like went in there. I like bought them the clean cult hand um, hand soap, you know, dispenser. Filled it up with clean cult hand soap, and then I bought a new toothbrush holder that's super cute. That's got like little glass shards in there. It's all pretty and shit. And immediately, immediately, my brother was like, "Oh." I see you bought a new uh, toothbrush holder for the bathroom. I'm like, yes, Goff, because literally we've had that since I was a child. Why is this toothbrush holder still here? It's disgusting. It's old. It's like, first of all, the color that it used to be, don't even know what color it was because it's like literally it got to a point where it was like a dingy, yellowy, orangey, yellowy, dingy white, which was disgusting. And the fact that it's just like literally in the corner, disgusting up the whole bathroom. I mean, I was like, all right, I've had enough. No mas. So I got rid of it for her and I replaced it so, with a cute one. Um, so, yeah, guys, shout out to, you know, these old class products that be fucking, you know, lasting forever. I guess, you know, that's the that's the problem of it. Right. If we build things too fucking good, you know, people are never going to re- replace it. But um, it just had to go. It was time. It had to go. So um, another thing I wanted to talk about was our recycling of the news segment. Um, Recycling of the news, guys. Honestly, I just wanted to talk about the ridiculousness. I can't even say that word. Ridiculousness. That is Donda. 
I've had enough guys. So if you guys don't know, if you guys live on our rock, Donda is, uh, it was Kanye West's like listening release CD release, uh, album release party. We had, um, we had one here in Chicago literally last night. And when I tell you my IG and my fucking feed is the most annoying thing right now, like I don't even want to fucking go on social media at all today because every fucking Every time I turn that shit on, it's Donda this, Donda that, Donda this. It is so fucking annoying. I'm sorry. I want to read him for a little bit. I want to go over this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a fucking read. Okay. Shout out to the read, the podcast, the read. You guys are the OGs. I just want to say that, first of all, you guys over here flexing and stunting and talking about, Ooh, I use, I perform for Kanye girl have several seats because literally I got the email from this like very common uh, staffing company here in Chicagoland for that staffs background actors, right? And if you guys don't know what background actors are, they're just literally what they say. It's whenever a, a, a whenever a film or a studio show, or whatever is. Uh, filming something, they need people in the foreground, people in the background to just fill space, to make it look more real. They're not speaking on camera. It is literally background acting, okay? That is what you niggas were at Donda. You guys were background actors at Donda talking about, oh my God, I'm so I'm so honored to be fucking, you know, being here. Like that nigga paid like you guys b- bogus ass money for it, mind you. Cause like I got the post and they were like, hey, we need people to... Uh, to be a part of Kanye's listening party, uh, mandatory three days and three nights. So you had to be there for all of the training and the, um, whatever have you, the, you know, rehearsals, whatever mandatory three nights will be guaranteed to be well into the midnight hours and even past then some, right. And then three nights of that shit. And then on top of that, it's at Soldier Field. It's Kanye. Like, everything about this post that they needed people to cast for or they needed people to fill these seats in sounded awful to me. I was like, I've been a background actor. I know how that shit is to be on set for fucking 15, 16 hours. You, it's miserable. You want to go home. It's so tiring. It's so exhausting. It's just not worth it. It's literally not worth it. Um, so, yeah. So, th- you know, the show happens. These niggas are on, I don't know, around this motherfucking house that looks like his mom's house or some shit. And you motherfuckers are so hyped because y'all got to go home with a a jacket that said Donda on it and acting like you're doing something, you know? And then on top of that, I got the tea for my inside scoops uh, that literally they got fined like $100,000, the the music venue that opened up for, or the one that handled the show, they got fined $100,000 because Kanye was two hours late for the listening party, mind you, and went, went well over after curfew hours. So there's that. Plus they got fined for some shit because I guess Marilyn Manson was on stage and so was the baby on some random shit. Like, stop it all, guys. Stop it all. And then on top of that, we got the ghostly figure of Kim Kardashian showing up in a fucking white cape talking about, hey, we're we're trying. It's like looking like we're renewing our vows or some shit. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm fully done with this nigga. Like, I can't. OK, I listen. Mental health is real. I'm not going to fucking talk shit. And I will give it to that man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him. He makes good music. I will give it to him. But right now he's been doing entirely 14 much and I'm sick of it. All right. And I'm sick of you niggas on my feet talking about Donda this, Donda that, acting like you doing something. Okay. 
You ain't doing nothing. That probably that was probably the most exhausting day. Three hours, three days, and then f- fucking well into the midnight, and then oh, I would have died. I would have been like, "This is so fucking annoying." Like I've done it so many times already in the past. No mas, no mas. I mean, mind you, look. If you guys are that much of like Kanye stands, and you guys got your entire life, all right. Shout out to you, but. Honestly, I could not do it anymore. I was on there. I was like, you know what? I'm logging the fuck off. You motherfuckers annoy me. It's too much. It's too fucking much. Like, miss me with that shit. It's not like you fucking got offered that, like, Kanye West went to your front door talking about, would you please perform with me during Donda? No, he gave away tickets for free. He fucking begged y'all to fucking be there. And they went on the platform that they went on, which... I'm not going to shout him out because I don't want to, f- whatever. But this platform really does, it's not something to be flexing about. It's not like you're, you're a SAG Afra actor or anything like that. You literally, like, they literally needed bodies. They needed bodies to fill that audience, to fill that space. It was soldier fucking field. So Connie just paid somebody to be like, all right, we're just going to pay people to be here to just fill these spaces. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he just wanted it to look like a success. He wanted it to look like it was filled up in there and that, ooh, you know what I'm saying? Plus he gave out so many tickets for free. So many of those tickets for free. So like, fuck, fucking miss me with that shit. I'm not impressed. Please, please stop it with my, my feed. Like, I'm so tired of it. If I see one more post about Donna, I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. Anyways, sorry for that, guys. That's the recycling in the news. That's all I really want to kind of talk about because I'm excited for Charles Webb. Chef, I call him chef in the show because I just, I don't know. <sighs> Chefs just get such a respect for me because they make delicious food. And what better way to live your life than to feed people delicious food? I mean, you are magic. You are literally magic. So, and on top of that, his food is not only just delicious, it looks so spectacular. Um, so I'm going to work on, I'm going to be, I'm a little late on the visuals guys. So, get, so just bear with me, the ones on YouTube, but I'm getting my shit together. Trust me, it's coming together. Um, and I will be putting together the visuals to, um, and posting on YouTube so you can see how beautiful his setups are. Also, so you can follow him and like watch his journeys because his team, his production team is amazing. Like all his shit looks so professional and amazing. And he's such a like, He's just such a star. Like, I can't wait to see what his life... He's going to be fucking all over the world, like, eating amazing food. And I'm so happy to be a part of that journey. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, Chef Charles Webb will join us. And we'll learn a little bit about him. And we we will be right back after after these detailed messages. We are back, everyone. Welcome back. We have our guests in the building. We have Chef Charles Webb in the building, guys. Say hi, Chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Representing Chicago, but all over the world. Yes. 
That's right. That's right. So Chef here, uh, actually, we were just reminiscing a little bit because we met actually seven years ago um, when you threw that beautiful private event, that bright private dinner back when I was trying to be a, a food blogger for Kimbo Likes to Eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but like lately, I just been seeing you've been just doing some really dope shit. You're a huge traveler like myself. Foodie, obviously, because you're a chef. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, I brought him on the show. I wanted you guys to get to know Chef, see what he's up to. He's an inspiration. His food is delicious and beautiful. So I'm just gonna let him kind of like introduce himself. Yeah, so what's up? So Charles Webb here, uh, based in Chicago, or I was. I've uh, been back since 09 and I actually, I am not gonna be based in Chicago anymore. So really? yeah, that's where we have a lot to talk about, but oh my God. you know, I've had 92 jobs in my life. About oh, shit. 75% of them have been in the food and beverage world. I've worked uh, from the best restaurant in the world in Copenhagen called Noma all the way oh, across so the board. And uh, the best has been, I guess the jump from 90, the leap from 92 to 93. And that's really just a full entrepreneur, uh, food and beverage entrepreneur, and then taking it from there. So there's been the leap into that. And then there's a the leap into a lot of other things that are happening, including the digital world. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So I've saw that you were like in Brazil and you were like, so like literally his food is so fucking like beautiful. Like mm. I'm going to like, obvi- like I'm going to put his like Instagram in the show notes so you guys can see, but like his literally his Instagram feed is just like gorgeous. Like so beautiful. Your content is really, really like stellar. So um, I wanted to know more about you and why it is, why, what food, what, what inspires you? And then why is it that like travel and food has become such a like pillar in your life? Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll start with the latter. Travel and food have been my life. You know, I've been fortunate to live in nine countries in the world. Like you, you know, we have also traveled to about, I think you're like around 40 something, right? And I'm in the 50s. Oh, I mean, you're way above me. I got to catch up to you. I'm at 34 countries. Damn, 50, huh? Yeah. I'm going to skip and you're there, you know, just (laughs) run through Eastern Europe. It'll happen really quick. True. Yep. (laughs) I mean, it's where the worlds collide. It's about the culture, the culture component. You know, how does does it all come together? What does it all mean? You know, one of the interesting things that I always recommend is like when you travel somewhere in the world, the first place you should go is the grocery store. Because that's going to tell you ah. everything what's going on. That's going to tell you about what things should cost. It's going to tell you about how people consume. It's about why they consume what they consume. So that's a really interesting little tip right there. But boy, it's been a it's been a very 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 fun and exciting journey. You know, from from a kid all the way up until you know an adult. And I said you know living in nine countries, but some of them I've lived several times. You had mentioned Brazil. Yes, um, you know, I was I was just there. I went for two weeks. Um, oh, I thought you were there for. I thought you were living there during the pandemic, chef. I was. I went for. Okay. Two okay. I'm getting off. We're you know we're flying and everybody's calling me and saying, "Hey, the mayor's going to close down restaurants and it's going to." And I said, "Wow, we're going to be really busy." And I'm and, and by the end of the two weeks, by the end of the two weeks, we turned around and the mayor had in Chicago said, "We have to limit the um, the, the group meetings." between six and 10 people. So all my clients the next day canceled. Here I am in Brazil. All of my things are in storage. I was supposed to go to Burma slash BMR, right? Yeah. And, and, so, and so I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm going to stay in Brazil. I'm going to hold. I've lived in this part of the world. I'm in a little piece of paradise. Let's write it out. Seven months later. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly to the day I came back to Chicago. Wow. Okay, so forgive me. I'm a, I'm a little high. So I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm like, I smoked per the huge. Um, <laughs> no. So, okay. So basically, were you stuck? Out of you couldn't return no, back to the US or I wasn't stuck. I, I think the universe put me into a place that was really special for me, which is a town uh -huh. called Buzios, Brazil. It's about okay. three hours outside of Rio. And uh, you know, it was just it was, you know, my business collapsed. You know, it completely uh, uh, you know, we were trying to make a comeback and, you know, there just wasn't really a comeback. And and it was like, okay, um, what am I gonna do in Chicago? There's no business. Right. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm basically on this weird situation where I'm subleting a furnished place, uh, you know, and it's going to get cold as hell. So True. none of that, none of that makes sense to me in my mind. So what I'm saying is I'm going to hang out in Brazil. <laughs> the currency has never been more favorable than to Americans right now with the U.S. dollar. Ooh, what's I'm the conversion rate right now? What it is, is it? It's well, last I checked, it was about 5.2. I saw it about 5.9. I never saw it anything above 4.5. So it really jumped. It was uh, probably, I think, when I was there in October of 19, it was that was like like right before the pandemic. Um, uh, and we were filming there, and it was probably about three, nine to four, one. So that's a giant jump. And because I had the, you know, currency advantage and it's not how much money you make, it's, you know, also how much money you spend, right? So you True. can make a million dollars and you're in you spend 1.2 million and you're two, you know, $200,000 in the hole. So, you, know, you, you, so you always got to think about that in life. And so for me, weathering the storm was great. Now, a lot of things happened, you know, I mean, I got COVID while I was there. Dude, you yeah, did. It, it was serious. So How, what happened? Like, did you well, have to go to the hospital? I was close to it. You know, the thing about it is I felt like if as long as my lungs weren't fully compromised, I felt like if I went to the hospital, A, they wouldn't be able to do anything to me. And B, if they admitted to me, I don't know if I was going to come back. And that has nothing wow. to do. That's not a knock on, you know, the Brazilian healthcare or anything like that. It's just that, you know, I, I didn't, I just wasn't sure. But I mean, it was intense. It all in, it was probably about six weeks, two that were intense and four that were, you know, maybe like three there, two to three there were, I was like, I, I, you know, I stayed in around 90, you know, between 75 and 90%. And then that last, you know, seven to 10 days, I was just not there yet. And then boom, I made it. So, you know, yeah. vitamin D, vitamin zinc, uh, eating my Jabu Chikaba, my Acerola, all of those great tropical fruits from the Amazon. From, uh, and you know what? It just, it still happened. But I will say this, um, the place where I was at in Brazil, Buzios, has 34,000 people that live there. As I looked as of yesterday, only 58 people have died of COVID. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Cause you know, the, you know, the media, you know, the media portrays like Brazil was in this fucking like COVID like shit show. Like everyone in Brazil had it and was testing positive and that people were dying and that like the, the hospitals were filled. So it's nice to talk to someone that was actually there. That's not, yeah. is that what you experienced or no? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I know that there were a lot of situations like that. I know people who had it. A friend of mine was just released from the hospital a couple of weeks ago and he was in the hospital for 74 days. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was on, you know, he was on uh, intubulated for about 69, 70 of them. 
Okay. I mean, it was maybe maybe a little less, but, you know, it's something around there. And it was very, very, very serious. Now, he's a little, you know, he's a little older than me. And, you know, he likes to, you know, he lives a very, he lives life. So you know, <laughs> I got you. Good. I got you. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, like, you never know how that's going to creep up. And, you yeah. know, the, the, you know the, the Delta variant is a thing that's, you know, the new word now. But, you know, before that, there was the Brazilian variant, which was really an Amazonian variant. And, oh. and, and boy, and that's when we did a further test on that to see if that's what I had. Because yeah. we had to prepare for that. And they're like, absolutely, that's what you had. So I think that's Shit. why. You I had the Amazonian one? Yeah. And so, I, so, so, okay. So the normal symptoms were like, whatever, like. Uh, lost the taste of smell. You know, I had COVID too, so I got pretty sick, but I didn't have to go to the hospital either. Uh, lost the taste of smell, flu-like symptoms, you know, whatever. Was it like for you, was it like more than that? Like, were you throwing just, up or like? Just the, I mean, the biggest piece was, you know, the energy. You know, uh-huh. my, my energy was probably, I mean, when I woke up, when I felt like I was going to get it and I woke up the next morning, it was really somewhere around like 13% like un- unhuman, like I've never felt my body at that low. Wow. And it was like, oh my God, am I going to make this? What's what? I mean, I knew I had it. I mean, it takes two, three days for them to come out to give you, you know, to give you the test. And it took them like four or five days to give you the results back. But, you know, like, at that point I was already on my way to, you know, somewhat of a recovery, but I'm like, I knew I had it, you know, wow. and, and there was, it was not a joke. It was like, boom. Like, and, you know, I, you know, with the flu, you know, I don't, everybody's differently, you know, handle it, you know, bodies handle it differently. But for me, you know, I, I get it. I'm like, oh shit, where's, okay, we're going down. Where's the bottom? Where's the basement? Boom. We hit the basement and I'm like, all right, two to three days I'm back up and you yep. know, the system powers up and we're ready to rock with this. It was, it, you know, the curve was so at such a, a tight angle yeah. that it was, it, I, I, I got to tell you, like, I didn't think I was going to make it, to be honest with you. Shut up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so, that's so traumatizing and scary. Um, yeah. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't really tell anybody. I think, you know, maybe 15 people know, 20 people know outside of people that I know close in Brazil, but like close family, you know, my mom and a couple of people like that and some yeah. friends. But, you know, I, I didn't, I don't even think I posted it on social media, you know? Right. I mean, I, well, you know. It, ain't, it ain't our business if you don't want it to be. Let's be real. Yeah. They they could right. just, yeah, people could just be I right with not knowing all the tea when it comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank God. I'm yeah. glad that you're okay. And you're, you know, you, what a story, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, what a story to tell to people, to tell your experience firsthand, you know, traveling the world as a chef, traveling, hashtag chef on tour, you know, and then being in Brazil and then having it, the Amazonian variant, you know, you're, being here today is a huge testament to your drive, your passion. Like you've always been a very like passionate person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Passion drives the bus. It really does. Like, and the thing is like, I think that's kind of why we've just been cool, I guess all these years. Cause I feel like we're both super passionate people. I mean, like literally like I go through this too, bro. I mean, when I tell you like I, the places that I've, found myself in life is just truly and truly crazy and like you know like you know um but like now with cannabis right like I'm now working in cannabis I'm a you know a field marketing manager for the cannabis industry so like I want to know about that I want to know what you feel about cannabis you know cannabis is on the rise It's, it's becoming more normalized uh the federal federalization reform bill is you know being talked about it's being passed around in the in the senate and the congress and all that fun stuff so like 
When it comes to cannabis, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is something that um, we've been we've been on the forefront so many times, and it kept slipping back. And it, and then you know, once it hit, and we saw the footprint that Colorado had, and we just you know, and then everybody, a lot of people started to jump behind it, and then everyone was starting to get on this bandwagon, really understanding the benefits. And they're like, wait a minute, they're not a bunch of, you know, guys just smoking weed there in the back, you know, and, and they really were looking beyond that. And of course, I'm always looking for the natural way to to escape. You know, I mean, I did. I mean, vitamin D was coming naturally, uh, but it was also taking vitamins and zinc was coming naturally. And we talked about me eating the vitamin C and what, what does that mean? So it's the same type of thing. You know, cannabis is cannabis is you know, it's, it's a curve. Everything is kind of always a curve, right? And it's not sloping so, so hard up. It's actually at a very gradual rise. And that's what I, what I like about that is there's a lot that goes into the educational side of, for people to understand and to feel comfortable with it, not just cannabis, but like CBD and anything It's really not, I think that maybe people have been, conditioned to think one way or think another way or you know feel that it has to be consumed a certain way there's also another group of people that are just you know jumping on the bandwagon they're opportunist they're not really about it right but they're out there to you know let's let's monetize on it you know there there are people who cook with it who uh really aren't chefs but yet they're self-proclaimed you know cannabis chefs uh, I mean, but you know, there's, there's so much ambiguity out there. It's like the wild west in a lot of ways, just like with CBD, you yeah. know, there's, there's not a lot of reform. There's not a lot of reform in a lot of things in these world, in this world right now, you know, in certain ways like crypto and, and cannabis and I mean, cannabis, but CBD and so many things. And, you know, but what, what I'm really jazzed up about is to see that people are gravitating towards it to both. And I do say CBD and cannabis and actually mushrooms. And there are a lot of people that are really jumping on that and really seeing the benefits of that. And the studies are getting deeper and better and stronger. And I think, and, you know, and you, you talked about like consumption, you know, yes, I do cook with it. Um, you know, of course it really depends on where I'm at in the world. Okay. I wasn't, you know, I mean, you got to adhere to certain laws, right? Like, I don't want to go like to, uh, sing sing or whatever they call it sing sing oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't yeah. want to get off somewhere but you know with within you know certain parameters or boundaries you know i i definitely play with it we get we get calls for dinners you know sometimes i was gonna say i'm like do you do private uh, like cannabis dinner events and things like uh, that you know, like, well hashtag chef one tour actually started with that that was kind of the shut idea. up really yeah, that was the idea and you know 55 months ago on a on a on a table in Rio de Janeiro in an apartment in Leblon, there I was writing about how I was going to create this digital series. And the idea was to really go after it, you know, with cannabis. And we weren't really sure what was going to happen. You know, if you look at what that, where we were at back then, we yeah. had a, we had a, a president that was leaving and a president that was coming in. There were going to be a lot of changes. People were for it. People were against it. There was a lot of, you know, you know, moving back and forth. And my idea wasn't necessarily to do something exclusively in America. In fact, I wanted to take it to Christiania and Copenhagen and go to Amsterdam and do it in yes. Barcelona and do it in Uruguay and Punta del Este and, and do it in, you know, and all of these places where it's been legalized or decriminalized like it is in Portugal and, you know, really jump on that and create really badass experiences 
around cannabis where people were not just appreciating it from the health benefits, but also incorporating it into their normal food consumption. And okay. so that's, and, and that's, and that, and so since then there've been cookbooks that have been written, you know, bong, a bong appetit, you know, they did a great mm-hmm. job of that on vice and, uh, you know, there's just so many, you know, so many things out there. So I think the biggest challenge now is kind of understanding how to navigate it, you know, because yeah. there's so much information. Like, how do you do that? But yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm all about it. So, OK, so that's that's kind of what I want. I wanted to know more about. I was like, look, you're a chef. You know, I fucking smoke weed all the time. Like you look, you're a free fucking spirit. I mean, the weed out there in Brazil must have been. Oh my God. Like incorrect. And you know what? Yeah. Really? Tell me why. Because I don't know directly why. We have to talk to some people like the cannabis (laughs) and some other people, the Brazilian cannabis stuff. But you know, I I think that um, they just have growing issues, you know? And and when it's legal, you can, there's a lot of blending and cross pollination and a lot of things that are happening. And, you know, um, this is something that we've seen, you know, a lot of people have kind of started to see, you know, at the long time ago back in Amsterdam and okay. what in the coffee shops and where it's evolved to now, you know, from bud and breakfast to, you know, all of these different types of concepts that are opening up and people doing these cannabis dinners. And then of course, going to your local dispensary and seeing, you know, a menu of, you know, 30, 40 different types of cannabis. And you're like, wow, that's cool. Whereas like, you know, a country of Brazil that has 220 or 230 million people or somewhere around there, you know, I mean, they haven't really jumped on it yet. So, you know, in certain parts of the world, it's a little more gradual than not. Uh, And, you know, I, you can probably, you can find it, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be the most uh, cost effective way of, you know, because okay, there's, okay. There's, a lot of that, there's a lot of that, what I call in, in you know, in air quotes, Mexican brickweed, like, I, I, <laughs> you know, like, like something that I smoked back, you know, when I was in, you know, early stages of college or something like that. Right, right. But, you know, just a different product, just a different, and it's, and it's different. Like, so to, uh-huh. to use that and use the applications for like a butter or a sauce or anything else that we do, it just has a different quality to it. So there's nothing like getting all of these refined uh, products that we like, we get in the States and understanding the flavor profiles and understanding how to incorporate that with textures and what does that do? And, and, you know, that's fun, but like, you know, just, just like a standard one or two different types. It's like, (laughs) we don't have all the colors like we have in your background. You know what I mean? It's not as as jam (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So, I mean, like, and then when it comes to cannabis, you, you're putting it, you're infusing it in all sorts of different things, savory, sweet, or do you stick with more of like, like, do you do the oil, coconut oil, um, butters? Um, what else is there? I mean, like, that's really mainly the two it. things. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, the thing that the point is you gotta, you, you know, when you cook, a lot of times you've got to create the base, right? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's your sofrito or sometimes it's your mirepoix that you're, you know, you're cooking up and you're creating that base for your sauces. 
same type of thing. You know, you're going to, you might make butter and you might think that that's one dimensional. And then all of a sudden you have a black garlic butter, or maybe you make butter and then you're incorporating it. You're making a beurre blanc, right? So uh, purple, purple haze beurre blanc or something like that. Stop, that sounds Why? fire. That sounds fire. <laughs> Chef, are y'all just like salivating right now? Cause I am. <laughs> I'm salivating. <laughs> Cause you know what? I'm like, I didn't think like, you're right. Like, yes, it could be a butter, but like a truffle oil or a bu- truffle oil. Like you could like kind of elevate that and just get real creative. Like how fucking yeah. dope. I love and that's that. That's the point of it, you know, to get creative with it, to have fun with it, to incorporate in your life. In Incorporated into your life, right? Um, you know, in my opinion, things like CBD and cannabis that should be lifestyle. You know, yes. So that should be something that you know you stay at that level, um, more or less. You know, you ride that wave every day. It's not about like you know. Of course, you're gonna you're gonna zip up, and sometimes you maybe you won't. But um, you know, it's about that. And I think people are starting to. I think companies, you know, cannabis companies are actually looking at it like that. Mm-hmm. They're angling it like that. You know, I've seen a few that have done that, and it's great to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of CBD. Like I, I prefer the full spectrum of the can- cannabinoids. Like I want this I, I like one-to-ones like when it comes to like cbd and thc together i love two-to-ones five-to-ones like um thc by itself is fantastic if that's your jam but i honestly think that the full entourage effect is is when you have the whole like cbd thc you know cbg cbn like everything that's involved in that beautiful plant which i'm for this the first season i'm growing myself as well uh, oh. mm-hmm, I, I love it. I love it. I'm doing my first grow. I have five baby plants that well, they're not babies anymore. They're huge. I'll have to show you chef. Yeah, um, they're beautiful. I'll, I'll send you a video of it to, in my greenhouse later. Um, my sour stomper is flower is in flowering. He's been flowering for about six weeks now, I'd say. So she's almost done and I'm so excited. Oh, her. So excited. So first thing, um, what's the first thing you're going to do with it? Smoke it, right? No, or whatever. I mean, for sure, smoke it. I mean, I'm just like, the process has been really, really, really fun and really like, I'm passionate. It's like beautiful. Like you, that's the thing that I love because I, I know you understand that like, that harmony that you feel when it comes to food. Cause like when it comes to your dishes, like there's always some sort of like flower or like some sort of like accent mark, like, like in your dishes, like they're beautiful. Like, I feel like you are just one with one with your food, but also like the plant, like you, you specialize in that. Like, wouldn't you say? Painted it perfectly. And yes. you know, <laughs> we consume with all of our senses. So, you know, pretty food is a lot more fun to consume than maybe not pretty food or whatever that <laughs> but you know certainly you know drawing it up you know using beautiful plates like turgla i like their plates and they just kind of pop and they give that color and then you put the you know microgreens and the you know edible flowers and then you know you just create this masterpiece that's you know sometimes people are Actually, they don't know if they should eat it or just continue to stare at it or take <laughs> right. it. Right. I don't want to mess it up. I was looking at the photos from the from the dinner like seven years ago, and I remember like it was just so beautiful, and there was like the flower in the middle, and like yeah. I was like, "Can I eat this? Like, it's so beautiful. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. It's so pretty. Like, I literally, and I will put this these photos in the visuals, guys, when I get that up, um, so you can really see how beautiful his dishes are. Um, not only do they taste good, but they're actually so beautiful. So, but yeah, no, I wanted to kind of talk more about 
your your vision as a chef on tour hashtag chef on tour you mentioned to me a little bit ago you were going to be in you're going to be in barcelona soon so can you tell me like what is it your plan when it comes to hashtag chef on tour like what is it i mean you know let me let me back up so 55 months ago when i started with the idea uh, it's it's really evolved to where we're at today uh one of the great things was the pandemic because it, it, because it did not allow me to travel, but it allowed me to become closer to people in different ways because people were not as their vibrate. They were not moving around and they now they had time for me. So they had time to listen. So we go to a city. So let's talk about Barcelona. And, and I just want to tell you, we're going to 40 cities in the world. OK, wow. So let's, let's talk about Barcelona. We've chosen that to dust ourselves off and get back on the horse, you know, metaphorically, and, and let's ride, right? And, and so here we are, we're there, and we're going to conduct 12 interviews. So you're doing an interview with me. I'm doing 12 with the activists, leaders, tastemakers, influencers, experts, above all, the storytellers from that city and street art, cannabis, yes. entrepreneur, tech, LGBTQ, I mean, sustainability, social, fashion, music, wellness, all of, I mean, design, it goes on and on. Everything that makes up our lifestyle, our lifestyle. And I want to hear what's up. Just like you want to hear what's up. I want to hear what's up in each city, in each of those 40 cities that we're going to. The second thing that we're doing is we're going to, and we're going to create two special dinners for 45 to 50 people, and that's going to be an UNESCO World Heritage Site locations. So in Barcelona, in Barcelona, and no one knows this really, we have signed with FC Barcelona, the largest football team in the world, arguably at 250 million fan base and 100 million on Instagram, which is absolutely nuts and we're going to create in camp now with camp no or camp now you know their stadium there in barcelona in the museum and we're going to create a curated experience there with a dinner as i as i share the stage with a local chef because i'm stepping on their turf and we want to we want to be right. cool with that right and, uh, and we want to just have fun with it so there's going to be a music surprise music guest, and I can't say who at each one. And, and we rock from there. And then after Barcelona, guess what? We're going to go to Mexico. So we go to Mexico City. We go to Oaxaca, where all that mezcal and those chiles come from. Uh, Probably going to be in Guanajuato. That's where my family's from. Guanajuato. Oh, really? Is that yeah. where family's from? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, Chef is fully like... Like, I know if the visuals, he looks super Caucasian, um, <laughs> but he's like, he speaks Spanish. <laughs> You're like, yeah. he's white passing, but he's he's actually, speak the Spanish for the people. Damn, what was that? How many languages was that? Shit, that was, that was I wasn't a, ready. That was a DJ remix. <laughs> 
I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. But those of you out there that understood what's going down, it's going down. So, so <laughs> okay, sorry, you. I cut you yeah. off. You were in Mexico. No, You're no, Mexico. Yeah, so Mexico, and then we go to Colombia. So we go to Medellin, one of my favorite cities in the world. And Medellin is going to pop. And then we finish in, finish in Cartagena. And, and then we cut for the holidays. And then I'll come back to Chicago. And I'll do, you know, a little razzle-dazzle with some of my clients. Some people will call me to do some dinners. Okay. And, um, and then we either start, depends on where the world is at, right? We'll either start in Asia, okay? Uh, so it could be Thailand, it could be Sri Lanka, it could be, you know, I mean, I don't want to let any cats out of the bag. Or it could be, or we could be starting in Brazil, or we could be starting in Argentina, or goodness, I mean, a lot of things could happen. But, you know, this is where now- we're at. Okay, chef, this sounds fucking amazing. And I'm like jealous because like I felt I, I felt and this is maybe me being ignorant right now because I haven't like traveled in so long. Like I'm you know, you know how we I used to fucking just backpack in a sense. Right. Can you go to these places like all these places are are they like how are they feeling right now with COVID? Like are they requiring a vaccine, a negative test? Like what's going on? You know, that's a great question. And there's not one answer. You know, every every part of the world, A, has a different level of entry into their country. Okay. Some people want you to be fully vaccinated. Some people want you to have uh, a COVID negative test. Okay. Uh, You know, there's there's different types of uh, hoops that you got to jump through. But, you know, I mean, it's it's just where we're at until we standardize it or until something happens, Uh, which I think standardization is going to be. Is what I'm hearing is going to be the question or the situation that happens. It's already being standardized in certain parts of the world. You know, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I mean, good or bad, you know, we just, we just want to move around. We want to have that mobility. We want to be able to do what we can do. There are, there are parts of the world that are closed today uh-huh. that, will be, that will be open, you know, tomorrow or in a couple of, God only knows, you know, Bali okay. could Bali could open in three weeks, you know, Um, you know, any, anything could happen, you know, um, who knows, maybe Italy starts to close in two months. We don't know, you know, no one knows. So all we can do uh, for me and my production crew and every, everything that we're doing, the only thing we could do is just have, have, you know, have our feelers and everything positioned. So if A doesn't happen, we go with B or C or D or whatever. So in the example, like, Hey, uh, I'd love to start. <clears throat> I'd really love to start in like the Philippines or in Indonesia, but I maybe Thailand is the only place that's open, or maybe you know Cambodia is open, or I, we don't know. You know, it's, okay. it's, it's such a you know. It, I mean, gosh, who knows? You know, I mean, like here we are in Chicago. We're going to be going through some mask regulations starting tomorrow. You know, so the the name of the game is to be as flexible as you can. Digital content has never been at the highest point that it's at right now. Uh, People love food. They love travel. I'm sure everybody's watched, you know, a million travel shows out there from Bourdain to Rick Steves to God only, you know, whoever, you know, Migrantology on, on YouTube. There's so many people doing so many cool things and and the thing about it is is that we love to travel directly or indirectly so many people travel with me 
indirectly, vicariously, vicariously with me. Um, and it's a great compliment to get when we're in different parts of the world. So like, oh I, yeah, oh yeah. I was totally in Brazil when you were there. Cause I was at home like, I wish I was there with Chav. Like it was, I was just like missing the travel world. So yeah, you definitely were able to kind of give us that like firsthand insight in those places. And not only that, your, your content's beautiful. Like I was looking at your videos, like your production team does a fantastic job. So is it a big team? Like how many people is it like? No, we're, we're tight. We're, yeah. we're, we're mighty and tight. We're like the bad news bears, but, uh, <laughs> but we are, we're, we're usually one videographer, uh, with us. And then we always bring one locally because they know where all the bodies are at. Right. Locally. Oh yeah. And we bring an audio person locally, um, because that's, you know, that's audio. So we bring an audio engineer in, we have a DP that, you know, that's going to be working with us now. And then we have an editor that will probably need, you know, two editors, uh, as, as we continue to grow, more content will come out. We'll be streaming live. We'll be streaming. We'll be, you know, content that's shot and, and uh, edited and, and put out. There'll be things for TikTok. There'll be things for Instagram. There'll be things for all of those, all the platforms. I mean, there's enough Twitch. You know, we're, we're, we're going to yeah. probably stream a cool interview and do some things and with uh, the top gamers from uh, every city that we go to. So Barcelona, we're talking to a couple people there now and figuring out how we can make it happen so it's 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 just there's a lot of sexiness behind it and we're just really excited and i'm excited to bring that to the world and get everybody's cage shaken up again you know i can like feel your passion as you talk it's very inspiring i love it and you yeah you you honestly honestly you do remind me of verdane in that sense because that i would love what I would watch Anthony Bourdain and fucking like, just be like, man, I love this guy. He's like so passionate about what he does traveling. And then he not only, he doesn't just go to the touristy spots. He goes like to the, no. you know what I mean? And I feel like you too, like you're yeah. always yeah. in there. You're always yeah. in there. Like you said, you go to the grocery stores first. Like yeah. what are we're they eating? In, we're in the mix. And you know, I mean, that's a nice compliment. No one will be able to fill those that, you know, that footprint that he left. Bourdain, rest in peace. Bourdain. Rest in peace. I'm sorry for those of you haters out there. Jordan is Jordan. So like, let's just stop that conversation right now. Wait, 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 what? Wait, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, you know, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh people, yeah. Let, let people be like, you know, like there's no, there's no comparison, you know, they, are, they, are, they, do, they do and they have their uh, legacies the way that they do. And, you know, we're just fortunate enough to have learned from a person like Bourdain and, you know, and, and learned through, you know, his successes and also his mistakes and, 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 on, and our mistakes as we travel and as we go out there, you know, I think we live in a world that, that's, uh, you know, not so forgiving as before because we all want things perfectly, but yet everything is, I mean, if you're, if you're doing things live, like he never did, he never did anything, you know, necessarily like an Instagram live, right? No, no. He, he did all that. Like, I would say like he, his peak was before social media time. So like, yeah, can you imagine yeah. like if he was, you know, now in a sense, like he would be a monster, he would be, yeah. he, I mean, but it's, he, you know. but it's okay. Cause we have you now. So, you know, well, we have, we have <laughs> me coming into the game and, you know, we have a lot of other people that are in the game and, you know, for us, it's really important because my content will be in English, but, uh, para mis hermanos que hablan español, or, 
para meus, meus irmãos que falam português, whatever. You know, yes. we're going to be able to subtitle, we'll be able to dub, we'll be able to push content out globally. Uh, you know, just kind of like understanding what what people are interested in and how to push it out. I mean, can I, I can't push it out through every language, especially at the beginning. But, you know, we'll be looking at the language, the key languages to be able to really ramp this up into a global product uh, that's highly visible and that is highly engaging, you know, and there's so many other things. We're going to get other people involved. And, you know, my friend Rick Chavaria, he, Rick, Rick and I know each other from San Antonio, Texas. He was on, he was Eva Longoria's husband on Desperate Housewives. Oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, I, and I remember that. Yeah. On the Selena Netflix, the hot, the very hot uh, Selena Netflix uh, series. Uh, and he plays Selena's father. And so okay. he's going to join us a bit. You know, he wants to jump on board. And there's some other people we can't talk about right now. They want to jump on board. And we're going to have some co-hosts. Maybe we'll have you come out. Yeah, maybe we'll Listen, have you come out and jump on board. I miss traveling. I'll be in Puerto Rico in October, but Puerto I know you, you, yeah, yeah, I know. We're just going to get out of here for a little bit, but it's it's tough. I'm, I'm missing it very much. Like, I like, there's just such, there's just like, yeah. This feeling you get when you're out there in the world that is just indescribable, I would say. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know it is. It's, like, it's like a drug. It, it, it yeah. just runs through your veins. You could feel it. It's like on a very cold winter night when you come off of the cold and you step into a bar and you have a shot of whiskey. You could just feel it tearing through your veins. I feel it. <laughs> feel it. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really hyped about it. I'm really excited. And we'll talk about that a little later about what, what, what the next steps are. Awesome. Yeah. Well, chef, you know what? We've talked. I, I really honestly like love your passion. Uh, let's take a little quick break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to continue on. Uh, so yeah, let's just, we'll be right back. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, guys, with Chef Charles Webb, the traveling hashtag chef on tour. Uh, you know what time it is, though, y'all? It is time for meditate, masturbate, or medicate. So this week, what would you choose, Chef? My goodness. Well, you know, this is my favorite part of the show, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I just love how you, how you throw it down. And so I'm going to read a quote that I really liked because I knew that I was going to be in this situation. And then I'm going to, I don't, I didn't, I don't know where I'm going to go. So I'm going to, okay, we're here. We're going to drive the bus. Tell us everything. Let's go with this quote. Masturbation is a meditation on self love. So many of us are afflicted with self loathing, bad body images, shame about our body functions and confusion about sex and pleasure I recommend an intense love affair with yourself. Oh, yeah. Dodson said that. And you know what? That just resonated with where we were at. She didn't say anything about Medicaid, but I know she was probably Medicaid <laughs> when, she was, when she was calling it out. And uh, I got to tell you, where are we going to go? Well, we talked about, we talked about Meditate. No, we didn't talk about Meditate. We talked about, 
Uh, we talked a little about Medicaid. Medicaid. Yeah. And we talked about Masturbate um, because everybody's doing it, especially probably, you know, after, d- during and after the pandemic, right? Uh, you damn sure. you damn skippy, yeah. yeah. If, if you did it, something's wrong. <laughs> you been happy with it. And I then, actually, um, I actually love it when I'm on CBD and I masturbate. It just elevates it so much more. Sorry. You just, does your head just start going uh, in different directions and... It's amazing. You know, like, yeah, that buzzing. Yeah, there's like a buzz. Like, it's fantastic. All right, sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going to downshift to meditate because that's an area I don't really know a lot about. Of, and, and, I, and I'm making myself vulnerable because I know a lot about Medicaid. Really? And I know a lot about masturbate. But, <laughs> but med- yeah, really. But really, I'm both. But or I'll three, I'll three. But meditate, I, I, it's something that I, it's like everybody, right? We all want to get on that. It's just, you know, it, it's like going to the gym. Just take that first step. True, right? absolutely. I mean, okay. So I, 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 I just assume, Chef, you just seem like one of those people that just like are on a mountain in like, like in Brazil and you're like meditating with your like freaking fruits everywhere (laughs) like I just visualize that for you but you know what what you said is real as fuck like it is not easy sometimes to shut your brain off right and just kind of like I mean you don't have to necessarily shut it off but like meditation is like the calming of the mind right it's just like allowing yourself that time to sit there and just a stillness a calmness that us as I think like super passionate and very like driven and we kind of have our feet in so many different like avenues. It's hard. It's really hard to kind of like focus our brain and just kind of turn it off for a little bit, but. Super hard. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something about that. I right now. So as you, as we, you know, as some of you are out there entrepreneurs and you know that like, you know, you're not wearing one hat, you're probably wearing 10. I'm wearing 20 because we are, you know, self-funded up until this point, we're looking for sponsorships and partnerships and not just sponsorships and partnerships and not just money, but the right people to come to the table who really are passionate about what we're doing. And we feel that we can help connect the dots for them. Mm -hmm. So along, along this way, you know, I'm I'm wait, I'm going to bed at midnight. I'm waking up at four in the morning. You know, my calls are in Europe at you know four, which is eleven. You know, for them, and uh, you know, I'm going a million miles an hour. So it's 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 really crazy time to like, how do I get into that zone? How do I get into that meditative state? Now, when I was in Brazil, I lived fifty steps away from the beach, so I was able to, and it's a quiet beach, so I was able to go to the beach and go for my walks and just kind of take it all in and figure out what what everything meant and it helped me refocus and get myself where I needed to be um but you know what I mean we all need it so I mean talk to me what do do you think for you it's like okay it's it's you know it makes sense right because like you said like you're getting up you have call the time zone thing is guys if you ever if you have international friends it is the ghetto like you know trying to figure out you know when to call people when they like you know get that's why whatsapp when you were like oh kim let's just whatsapp it's like the best because like i'll leave a voice message to my friend in australia she gets back to me when she can because we're in different time zones right so that right there is like the really most difficult thing and so if you're trying if you're waking if you're going to bed late and you're waking up early to get a call that's like really i feel like yeah i feel like that's something that you're gonna really need to do right it's like that meditation is like but how you know i i think that for me personally when i'm high that's like the time that's because my, my brain's a little bit more calmer. 
like I'm a, I, and then like, I kind of like breathe a little bit. I like take my crazy down a little bit. So question, question, question. Are, do you wake and bake? I'm like, are you waking yeah. up? Are you hitting it? Because that, that could kind of like work really well. I mean, like you uh-huh. can wake and bake. Uh, so you've medicated. Now you move into meditate. And yep. after you come off of that, before you start your day, you masturbate. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Nice. How that the trifecta. The, the trifecta. trifecta. <laughs> yes. All the, can't hit all three. Yeah. No, seriously. Like my kind of my routine is like, cause okay. In the morning I used to like, like smoking, obviously I smoke flour, but that's, and that's great. Sometimes though in the morning, it's a little too much for my throat just in the morning. Right. That's just oh, for me personally, sure. but there's an actual, um, there's a, uh, awesome product that is a uh you would actually fucking love this product show I'm, I'm gonna hook you up i'm gonna give you a sample or something because i need you to try this You're it's uh, about to go to barcelona and i need to see you know i need to yeah honestly you would really i really feel like you would fuck with this product so the products uh it's the the line is called 1906 it's cannabis but it's it's a plant-based uh drop form so you are taking it like um like a like a capsule but with what the great thing is they have different ones. Like, so there's like the go pill, there's the bliss pill, there's the midnight pill, there's the love pill. So not only do they have the full spectrum cannabinoids in there, but they also have Chinese herbal medicine. So it's all plant-based, it's um, gluten-free, vegan, all that fun stuff. And it's like the cleanest high I've found. I love this line. I take a go pill in the morning and that it's like a, and it, with the go pill, it has a full cup of coffee in it. So it, and like mixed with the cannabinoids and then also the, the Chinese herbal medicine. So super clean high and it gets me, it just like, lets me like, so I am waking and baking, but in a little different way, in a little different no, no way. No jitters, none of that jazz. No. And that's the thing, like, because of the Chinese herbal medicines, like they've taken out the, they, they, they've derived just the actual, ca- like the, like the caffeine portion. I forgot what plant they use in the, um, the herbal plant they use, but they, it's just, the caffeine without all that like crazy jitters you get with coffee it's fantastic it's there's no crash it's awesome so i'm gonna like you should try i feel like that would be perfect for you um and then like i do i start my day with that and then like i love meditating in my greenhouse with my cannabis like i love being in the greenhouse and just vibing out with them because they're beautiful we're like it's like a full circle like i'm giving them air they're giving me the you know or i'm giving them the co2 they're giving me the air it's like it's a beautiful harmony. I love sitting in there and just being high with my plants and meditating. You talk to them, don't you? Oh, fuck yeah. I talk to them. I sing to them. I listen to my podcasts in there. Like, I, I love it. I love being in my greenhouse. So that's another thing. And then I end the night uh, with masturbate. So that's that's something that I end the night with. And then, yeah. Sleep, like- Go to sleep really well, I guess. Hell right? yeah. I'll, I'll take a little like one-to-one like gummy or like, you know, I, I even like, there's like a transdermal patch that like I had a little pain in my hand. So I had like this patch I put in my hand um, and it has CBD and THC in there. And I took, I put that on there, masturbated. I was like in la la land. So right. yeah, honestly, chef, like I'll, oh. we'll get in contact. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get in contact with you. I'm going to hook you up. I want you to try this product. I really feel like it's going to be something that you're going to fucking like lose. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna love it because I love it. I personally do. But yeah, I hope that you can, you know, find that happy medium with like with your your schedule with because bro, you need to fucking meditate, bro. You need to fucking you need to meditate like with all the stuff you do. I get it. I get it. Like I'm one of those people too. I got 25 jobs. You know, this is just one avenue. So I get it. I yeah, also love that you're drinking out of that like Tupperware. 
Called a deli cup. And, I know, fucking love it. I'm just like, that's real as fuck. I love it. Well, that's because he's with like, you know, they say like drink, you know, eight glasses of water. And it's like, well, you know what? This is like three years. So what's up? <laughs> True. There you go. There you go. There's your measurement right there. There's your measurement. <laughs> chef you've been you've been awesome like i loved chatting with you like this is such a and it was such a great nice reunion right like we haven't like seen or talked to each other really like this in like seven years like that's yeah that's wild I mean, it's, it's so funny because when we watch each other and what we're doing and and how we're doing it on social media we feel like sometimes we're right there i yeah and yeah you know, picked it up like that and that's yeah. a, that's always a great sign you know there's no awkwardness or whatever no, no interview or anything like that but well, What's your sign? What's your uh, sign? Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. Cap. Capricorn. Yeah. Cap. Okay. What's your sign? Yeah, I'm a Taurus. I like my mom. Ah, your mom's a Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. May sixth. Your mom's birthday is May. That's my birthday. No way. I'm not even kidding you. That is my mom. That is my birthday. Your mother's birthday. That I'm is why. Need some, we need to get somebody in the audience to pull the charts out because some shit's going <laughs> up there right now. That's crazy. I was like, I wonder if he's going to say my birthday. That's going to be funny. And then you just said, that's crazy. Well, there you go, chef. There you go. There you go. I'm like, yo, mama, I like the spirit. Oh my God, I love that so much. Well, I actually picked a quote for you because, oh. you know, yeah, quote of the day. So this is the quote of the day, guys. It's time. Uh, I picked a quote for you because, like I said, you inspired me like this person here. So here's the quote. Um, I think food, culture, people, and landscape are absolutely inseparable. And that is by Anthony Bourdain. Because you give me that vibe, that vibe of Anthony Bourdain. I like, I like, I love that you're going out there. You're showing people firsthand when you go and travel the world, the the quality of life, the food, right? The, the interaction with the, the locals, like wow. that is something so special that not everyone can 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 experience. You so, know, I, and I, before we close, I want I want to talk about that really, yeah. really. Because I think it's super important. There's a million shows out there that will talk about food. And there are a million shows that out there that will show you like the highlights of the city. But when we go to a city, we don't just go to like the destinations or whatever. Like who, who else out there loves the back streets? Like, let's see what's going down. I want to feel the heart. I want to feel the soul. I want to see what it's about. And, and that's what I'm talking about. So, you know, if that's what I love and you learn that more, most people are like, hey, what are you doing back here? You know, like you, you meet all these people back there in the back streets that would not normally have been in the back streets. So travel has really evolved. The way people travel has evolved, how they perceive travels evolved. I mean, it's so damn hard to get off the radar these days because everybody has the internet so they can always go find those crazy places, Soeta and Morocco or, you know, God only knows, you know, Boipeba and you know Bahia Brazil or et cetera et cetera you know like all of these places that are now you know so now we find them and now they're all like you know this is the great thing it's all organic it's all genuine it's the real deal and I'm just so excited about that you know to I mean there you know it's not like I'm it's not like we're out there telling people about my favorite restaurant, but sometimes we do. You know? <laughs> I would love to know where you eat. Are you kidding me? Where does Chef Charles Webb go to eat? I want to go there. <laughs> it's it's a mix, you know, just like I think everybody's, you know, it's it's like from the grannies busting it out to the lady in the market to the, you know, you know, Michelin star restaurant to the, yes. you know, it's, it's a mixture of everything. It's not one thing or another. Uh, and that's what I absolutely love to feel the flavors, the heart, the soul and everything that a city or country has to offer. 
Wow. Well, all you guys, I mean, are you guys excited? Cause I'm fucking excited. I, I'm, I'm excited to follow your journey, be a part of your journey too. Like, uh, everything, like I'm going to put your Instagram and all that in the show notes, your website that you guys can kind of tune into his tour where if you guys are in the city that he's going to be at, go check out chef Charles Webb. His food is literally delicious and beautiful um you know what i mean like let's support each other and i can't wait i'm so excited because like like all the cities you said too like some of the cities i've never been to some of them i've been to so i'm just like hmm i wonder and then also with like you said with covid like who knows where you'll end up because you don't know right like you don't know what city or what town or what country you're going to be able to go to so how exciting is that i'm about to be i'm about to be kind of like on homeless, you know, like I'm about to be not in the, not in the, you know, rough, hard way or bad way. I'm just about to be living nomadic. Know, like, nomadic. People yeah. are asking me, like, Where do you live? and it's kind of weird to tell them like, uh, I live in the world and they're like, well, what, what kind of smug ass attitude? I know. That? And I'm like, well, people don't get it. People don't get it. Like when, like when I would tell people like, Oh, I'm going to go just travel for three months, just living on couches and whatever, just stay on people's couches for free. Like they'd be like, what? the fuck are you doing like don't you have a job i'm like i i pick up whatever job i can get so i can travel like that's just the way that i was you know i mean the pandemic has switched things up because now i'm kind of like living this like you know i have the job like work from home and this and this and that but like this is a different avenue i'm experiencing and then like honestly life is this journey this roller coaster we have to just ride it i personally enjoy every moment of the ride like i don't know where the fuck my life will take me but i'm here for it i'm here to like just like let the universe and then does life take me wherever it's supposed to, where I'm supposed to go, wherever I'm gravitating towards, you know? And I feel like that's exactly how you live your life too, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, more and more, the interesting thing about it is after living in all those places in the world and doing everything that I did, the interesting thing about it was when I came back to Chicago and I went through like three or four, you know, short-term, you know, living situations, I got, you know, I was staying in a place in Bucktown for like six and a half years. I thought, oh my God, you know, that's the longest that I've ever really spent somewhere. But the funny thing about it is that's where my base was. Uh-huh. I spent probably 40, 50, 60% of the time outside of the U.S. Right. But it was, it was always very comforting to open up that door and all my shit was there right now i have shit you know but all that shit is now in storage and you know obviously those experiences are driving the bus and you know with hashtag chef farm tour this is how it's going to be and i'm really cool with it and i'm just really excited to go back out there and rock it out again and open it up and then show it for you guys and you guys come along with me and absolutely if you have anybody that's out there you know as as everybody's you know watching my shit you never know you're in that part of the world yeah it's my instagram believe it or not so well can you so let the people know where we can find you at so like plug anything you want to plug right now yeah, we're not going to get complicated. So really easy. Chef Charles Webb, two Bs, W-E-B-B. Very easy. That's Instagram. That's the website. That's Twitter. That's Tinder. That's what? <laughs> that, is, that is everywhere. That is He's like, everywhere. you know, I still got to, you know, get a little loving when I travel. So what's up? What's up? <laughs> Find me on Twitter, y'all. We won't do, do, uh, you know, like a handle, as at least for now, for hashtag Chef on Tour. We do that whenever we do something with it. We do the, you know, hashtag, you know, for anything that we do. But, uh, you know, as far as like finding me, we keep it as simple as possible. We don't want everybody to run around too much. You know, the YouTube is, we're we're reconstructing our YouTube. We're really excited about how that, the channel, new channel is going to be launched. 
you know, I don't think we talked about that, but that's going to be, you know, the platform that we push all the content out Okay, on. so is and, that where the main videos are going to go on YouTube? Yes. Okay, yes. perfect. Okay. And, you know, we'll be probably releasing three or four videos a week. Okay. Maybe it'll be me cooking with a granny every place that I go. Oh, uh, I love that yeah. so much. Yes. Vamos a cocinar unos taquitos. Yes. Cook with the grannies. Listen, that's where the real food is at. That's where the real good food is at. Let me tell you. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I've been, I've had such a great time on the show and I can't wait to come back. You know, like yes. this is part one, everyone. Part two is going to be sometime next year. I'm just calling it now. Yeah. So, we'll uh, see what country you'll be at. You'll be somewhere in this world. I'll be like, chef, where you at this time? What country you yeah, in? Somewhere <laughs> fun, somewhere exotic and somewhere sexy. How's that? Hell yeah. Well, y'all heard it first. Well, thank you so much, chef, for joining Talk us it. on the show. Uh, we appreciate you coming in, sharing our passion and showing, sharing the passion of food, travel, like cannabis, everything that you encompass, like, your brand itself is Thank very you. inspiring and I can't wait to follow your journey. And I'm sure all my listeners can't as well. Um, so guys, thank you again, as always, if you guys want, you can, all this information will be in the show notes for chef, um, Charles Webb. And then don't forget to, um, subscribe, like everything on Kimboology podcast, uh, Instagram. I don't know. I can't figure out the TikTok. That shit's a lot of work. So I haven't done the TikTok yet, but we're going you know, there. Oh, I need to, but it's a lot. Oh my God, TikTok, I can't. But Instagram is where we usually live. Twitter, Facebook. You can always uh, email me at kimbologypodcast at gmail.com um, and follow Chef Charles Webb's story and his journey. So yeah. thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me again. Let's rock it out. Everyone have a great week. Yes. Bye guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.